we've got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome back to another episode of Epsilon Reporting on air. So, today I'm joined here with a guy. Heyo. And another guy. I'm another guy. Yeah, we're talking about education and uh, kind of an alternate way that it could be conducted, uh, and education ranging from college to also just grades 1 through 12. Uh, I guess we should start with kind of the the issues with education, what what you think they would be. So, one of you guys want to start off with any kind of gripes you have with the current education system? Uh, So, just for reference, I went to college for three semesters. Uh, before I dropped out and uh, so I kind of just like I was really unhappy at school and I felt like I kind of experienced a lot of the, fl- of the flaws firsthand like foremost being just kind of like this kind of um, you know the reason you like go to college is to like kind of get someone to walk you through uh, these complicated material like education is like more or less free uh, free access already you can go to the library and rent out just about any textbook or just mm-hmm. download the PDF for free uh, but you go to college or just school in general to get someone to walk you through it. Where, in my experience, a lot of times that doesn't really go through that well. And what ends up happening is you end up teaching yourself anyways through the textbook on your own. And then you have to go on your free time to either get tutorship or just try to figure it out. Yeah, so, I actually just, uh, before we started this, I was scrolling through Facebook and saw a meme like, Describe college. Oh, it's uh, paying a ton of money to teach yourself a class. Exactly. Yeah, so, that was exactly my experience. Yeah, and also I guess that's a good point. Frame of reference, I have an associate's degree, and uh, uh, what about you? Um, I graduated from a private Catholic high school, and that kind of taught me to distrust the education system, but for a, for a lot of different reasons, like the hypocrisy and blatant covering up of certain facts with a specific agenda made itself all too clear to me. And, you know, over the years, gave me the motivation really to educate myself. When I got into college, and, I, you know, I, like a lot of high school seniors, idealized what my college experience is going to be like, you know, move to a new place, mm-hmm. have this access to all of this, you know, educational resources, you know, whether it's professors who knew way more than you did or books that you wouldn't find in other places or knowledge that would help you become the best version of yourself. What I found, however, when I ended up going to college was unprepared professors teaching rehashed and revisited versions of classes that had already come before, not challenging curriculum. In fact, a lot of it was stuff that recognized as being able to have handled years prior to that really soured me on the way that we do things right now. It's very cookie cutter, and there's a lot of things that miss that mold that's been set for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. With a lot of professors, depending on where they're at in their tenure, they're uh, like losing a lot of their not necessarily their ambitions, but their enthusiasm. And some professors can be downright cynical and uh, just Mm -hmm. not enjoy the act of teaching. Oh yes, I I had uh, so my last year of or like my like my last semester of college, and this is part of the reason I dropped out. I took uh, it was like it was like intro to like organic chemistry or something. Um, it was just like you know intro class. Uh, and every day the professor would start out by giving a pop quiz 
on the material he was about to teach in that lecture, uh, and it was all graded. So it was like I think he was just he was trying to do some like weird like we like learn the material beforehand, we get quizzed on it, and then you know yada yada. But he would just hated his job. He would just like scroll. He would like do the quiz, and then like just like here's a here's the first slide on the street. Okay, here's the next slide. All right, here's the next slide. All right, and this is that. All right, and that's uh, Mal, how Adams work. And then just like no time for questions. Just terrible professor. There's like and, one kid in the front that's a savant that's like got it. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And he's Break. probably having to go to like all the chemistry like uh, you know after like labs or whatever the. The tutoring sessions mm-hmm. but there's just you know there's there's a point where like i'm paying like I, it was equivalent to like somewhere around 50 dollars per minute just to sit in that class or just to be enrolled in that class mm-hmm. um so it was like when it's a complete waste of time just because the professor like isn't there before you like 100 percent uh it's just yeah it becomes economically uh just just distasteful yeah so i uh I have like a, a few gripes. Uh, one is that just like the biggest is the price, the price factor of uh, college. And so that just presents an issue with uh, accessibility. Then also gatekeeping. I hate the way colleges gatekeep for like who they accept into the college. Like for instance, the uh, what the SAT had like a weird racist founder that like would rate intelligence of different um, ethnicities and then <clears throat> yeah and that got it just became like a weird test and when it was first introduced like no colleges used it they're like no no not at all and then as there was like multiple different factors that uh, caused the cultural shift where more people went to college it produced a um, supply and demand issue where more people started to or more colleges and universities started to use SATs as a uh, like a gatekeeping mechanism just another test that people had to take to get into them and then um, also just the uh, the last kind of major gripe is the the format of colleges like the way they teach like lecturing is uh, a dehumanizing experience just to be told something like lectured at that's why it's not a uh, especially in classrooms of like over like over even like 20 people is like can get a little yeah you know, there's just like not enough time for any one-on-one at all unless you like go in your free time which if you're mm-hmm. a full-time student especially for a stem degree you don't have time just to like go in like after class when you have like finals coming up and all this shit there's simply just not enough like time available Right. So yeah. The resource is not as available as like uh, it might seem. Yeah, you start to feel like a weird livestock where you're just like stamped and then move to the next thing. So, my last uh, kind of gripe before we get into the how it could be is that uh, I've seen that degrees don't line up perfectly with the market. So too often people are like oh yeah, I got a degree in um, like criminal justice and I'm now an anchor man or whatever. Like it just does not line up. Or I have like a master's degree in math and I work retail. So it's just very bizarre with the, the lineup of people that get degrees with like the jobs they end up in. And that's another form of gatekeeping, which eventually I kind of want to do just an episode on gatekeeping I, I think it's freaking horrible interpersonally or like work life or whatever but kind of the main big praise that I have for college 
is that it's great for networking. And I actually heard someone say that what you're paying for out of college is the networking opportunity, which uh, immediately my mind is like, how else could you get the same uh, outcome with just mm-hmm. different costs? But that is one thing that's pretty good about it is <clears throat> when you go to college, you're surrounded, <clears throat> excuse me, you're surrounded by like-minded people. And that, that could also be kind of a downside because it would be easy to form an echo chamber. But a lot of companies have stemmed from people that they meet in college. And hell, like uh, relationships. There's a ton of people that met their loved ones in college because that's a major gripe in relationships is like, yeah, I'm a, a physicist and my girlfriend like has no interest in that or my boyfriend has no interest in that. Mm-hmm. So what are some like alternatives? What, what do you think in an ideal world how would the notion of college secondary education how would that unfold well i think first off you got to address you know the problems that come with education as it exists today the problems aren't necessarily like the content as far as what people are learning or what people are doing but rather how they get to that point and how useful it becomes for them in their life um affordability accessibility um and then application um, three A's if you will the first one affordability um, most higher education post 12th grade has a tuition cost incurred that's much more than your average person can afford to do it's, it's just you know it's just factual that if you have a minimum wage job unless you have Unless you're working overtime or saving money or have a really great rent situation, you're not going to make enough money to be able to afford to educate yourself out of that situation Mm -hmm. using the current college format. Like, you know, there's a lot to be said for somebody who's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to go to trade school and I'm going to learn how to become a plumber or an electrician and now I make decent money and, you know, that's that. Mm -hmm. But... Once again, like, trade school is not secondary education. We're not funneling all of our high school seniors into trade school or, you know, into careers necessarily. We're funneling them into these institutions that are pretty much built for profit. And they're taking advantage of people, in my view, um, by making an unaffordable product that most people have to take loans out to access um and once they get the access which you know certainly they do get all of the the networking and the social uh, benefit that comes with college so they are getting something but oftentimes if you look at you know say Colorado state schools like CU or CSU uh, the cost of tuition there is so outrageously high compared to, realistically what it does cost to educate somebody mm-hmm. what everybody who's going to school there is paying into and buying into is everything that's coming with it the campus and all of these new buildings and renovations yeah. and things of that nature like you said it is it's for profit too and a lot of that profit goes towards trying to attract <laughs> new clientele and that's like really yeah i think that's really where the flaw of like uh, affordability comes in is that when you have these for-profit colleges they uh, focus too much on, you know, like I said, acquiring acquiring clientele. So they build these 
million dollar like multi-million dollar rec centers and these all these all these amenities that aren't necessary to the education and i think most students would prefer low to lower tuition costs rather than a new rec center and that's just not simple that's not how it plays out it's it's very because it's run by um you know corporate administration for profit it's not run by the students it's uh, I, I would much rather see something a little more uh, commutative or community-oriented or community-run. Mm-hmm. So I actually saw something that was um, kind of talking out of my ass. I need to uh, review the same material that I learned this through and then possibly just maybe even have another one of these podcasts, like an addendum version. But I saw something where the donations that they get can't, through some like weird... Uh, legal barrier can't be used directly to help reduce tuition. It has to be spent on something else. And so therefore these new colleges get these like a brand new grand hall with someone's name on it. And then all of a sudden it doesn't do anything for tuition and if anything it increases it a little bit. And this also goes, uh, touches a little bit on the whole issue of Parents, you know how there's that huge scandal about parents paying, like, tutors or even, like, officials in different, like, testing organizations to alter the scores? Yeah. Or, like, uh, give them the answers, all kinds of stuff. A variant of that has been going on for a long time. Like, just the affluent have been donating to colleges, which obviously changes their uh, administration's idea of who they bring in and who they don't bring in. Yeah. And um, careful, you can't add too much to this podcast. I didn't introduce you. But um, so, yeah, what what do you think, like, how do you think an alternative uh, could be enacted or what it would look like, what form it would take? Well, I mean, I would much rather see um, more of a tutorship program rather than a lecture-based program. Almost um, like apprentice? Yeah, so apprenticeship is awesome. Yeah, so I think, like, at least... Some people like thrive in like that lecture environment. Um, it you know if the market demands it, it's gonna stick around. Mm-hmm. But I would much rather see either apprenticeships, uh, you know, especially if it's like trade school or anything like that. Apprenticeships are awesome if like, you're going for like trying to get something like a STEM degree where you there is a lot of like mathematics and all these things that uh, you kind of have to go through the material. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather see uh, something similar to kind of what's already in place in college and that you learn the material on your own. And then anything you need help with, you meet with a tutor and you go through it in depth um, to have someone just completely available for that. Um, and the kind of college, uh, what college is like now, kind of tries to balance both of those. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you go to lectures, you kind of learn the material, you learn most of the material at home, go to the lecture, clarify some stuff, and then you go to tutoring after. It's kind of like what I experienced with a lot of those like math classes and stuff. Um, was tutoring provided by your college? Yes. That's yeah, cool. so it's it is free. They kind of and the, yeah, and I don't and know. they're not getting paid nowhere near the professor's wage. Oh, I'm sure they're yeah. still getting paid like fifteen an hour. So yeah. they're getting paid like a decent wage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of like a lot of like uh, all that's all of it's that's graded. Like uh, grades are just kind of I think in a lot of ways grades are unethical. Like depending on what you're grading, of course, uh, participation grades I think completely like unethical uh it it discriminates against people who have adult lives if you have a kid or a baby or a family or real job 
you can't guarantee your avail availability every single day, so you're punished by the grading system in that way. Um, and it's weird how like a uh, participation grade has the same weight when it uh, pertains to your GPA. Yeah, as, like, as actually learning the material. Yeah. You're going to school to learn the material, and then you're graded on being present physically in class. Mm -hmm. Even if you understand the material completely, you can still lose, uh, you're still punished by the system. And yeah, I think that's definitely, that's just, that has to be thrown out. I like out. the uh, apprenticeship idea a lot. Um, you, you added some more like issues to the list of college. What do you think, uh, like what, what would your solution be? Well, I think the first thing that you got to start off with is the recognition of our current accreditation system as being inept. Mm -hmm. The way that we designate degrees to people and say, okay, congratulations, you're a college graduate, you're even you're a high school graduate. It's bunk. It's mm -hmm. straight up bunk. So many people are cheating and like so many people are not learning and getting, you know, subpar educations and being unprepared when they actually enter the workforce. D's get degrees. You know how you know how easy it is just to get a D in a class? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's like totally I mean well, I understand taking an incredibly difficult course and getting a D on it and actually learning something out of it is one thing. There's another thing to like, okay, how much can I slack off and what's the minimum that I have to do to be able to accomplish something? But the thing is that this starts even earlier than college. Um, if you look at middle and high schools around this country, you'll find an insane focus on standardized tests and standardized test results. And a lack of focus on curriculum and individualized curriculum geared for students to grow and learn as individual students and not as some number on a spreadsheet. So when, when we're basically preparing these kids to just kind of be churned through like factory meat, by the time they get to college, they're primed for it. Mm -hmm. They're already ready. It's almost like, um, I don't know if you ever watched Better Call Saul, there's an episode early in season one where he goes to a retirement home and he notices that the retirement home, instead of uh, giving all of the uh, pension and retirement money to these uh, old folks, uh, they take all the money and then give them this allowance and hang on to this money, you know, quote unquote, for them to save it and take the hassle out. But in the meantime, they're using that money to do other things that have absolutely nothing to do with their care or well-being. Mm. And that has, you know... That gets into what you were saying in regards to, like, adding new fitness centers. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Guy touched on it with the uh, corporate management of, uh, of colleges. And it's, it's really kind of just that same culture of accruing debt and becoming too big to fail and uh, just creating a monster, essentially, financially, that unless you keep getting more and more students to come in, it's going to not succeed. Mm -hmm. And it has absolutely nothing to do with how many graduate or the quality of their education or even what kind of education, like what degree it's in. You know, those things are very secondary to just getting people in the door because it's become all about money. So how would the solution to all of those manifest in the real world? Like, what To would that me, look like? it comes back to 
what it takes for someone to get accredited, what it takes for someone to get a degree, I think that there should be a standardized test for people to take. Anybody could take, just like any person with a social security number could go into an office, right, and take this test. And, you know, it would be able to kind of say this is how qualified you are in terms of, you know, your aptitude in a variety of areas. But what that would do is eliminate the gatekeeping element of, okay, well, what kind of degree do you have a bachelor's, a master's, or all of this kind of stuff? Because realistically, in today's job market, it's flooded with people with bachelor's degrees and master's degrees who have a lot of technical knowledge, but yet not the kind of skills that are required in the real world. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I think the things that people like complain about uh or like reference or even joke about when they say adulting mm -hmm. uh like adulting's hard that's like the the absence of being taught a lot of like fundamental basic skills right right and so it's kind of a <clears throat> dual-edged thing the on the one hand we have to make it more rigorous and more difficult to mm. be able to say hey i'm a, a master at this right yeah. or i'm a doctor at this at the same time we have to give the access to those real-world skills and for real jobs to young folks before they even hit the point where they're leaving high school. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people out there getting degrees that they don't need. There's a lot of degrees out there that aren't necessary. And there's a lot of people who could be better trained and have more skills and all of this money that we're spending on this could go to that yeah so i i agree with a lot of the the negatives you brought up and my uh solution air quotes is i i like kind of zoomed out and like looked at not just like education but took in other factors into account so i think that one of the main reasons why someday i want to open up the can of worms on the government uh, and one reason why it's so inefficient is because so few things at least in this country it seems are taking advantage of like what the internet provides what a connected world provides this free access of information and so kind of the way the route out of like grade one through 12 or whatever obviously i would revamp that but for the sake of brevity um after your initial education the way it would look is you could take for free most most of these things would be for free it would be courses online and uh, it would last like six months so a six month course free pretty intensive it would like just have a ton of um, like problem solving as it relates to that field that you're studying um, and then certain ones could uh, cost a little bit more like if you were taking a getting a certificate in chemistry or something like that you would obviously have labs and you you're not gonna make that free so obviously you'd pay a little bit but at most probably like at most probably like five hundred dollars but that one would be like a definite outlier uh, for a six month certificate and so with these certificates that people got basically the purpose that this served is to weed out people because there's been so many like girls for instance that i've talked to that they're like i love horses but the moment that they like have to work on uh like ferrying their hooves or like putting in a, a horseshoe or anything like that and digging out the like mud and shit out of their hooves 
they're like, oh, I don't like horses. Or, like, waking up in the middle of uh, winter and, like, like making sure you're staying out late to break the water and, like, make sure they have enough hay and everything and just shoveling so much crap. Right. They're like, oh, never mind, I don't like horses. responsibility. Yeah, so these courses, these uh, certificates would serve as kind of like a trial by fire. They'd be like, Are, do you really want to be in this course? Or have you just somehow, like, fetishized parts of it? And after that, with this certificate, you would go to companies. And so th- this gets a little off track just for a bit uh, from education. The way companies would work, and I wish they would work, is I wish contract work was huge. I wish it was everywhere because a lot of times companies have like a, the anxiety of, hey, I'm going to hire these people. And uh, if I train them for six months or whatever, or even a month uh, and they leave, they that's a lot of sunken cost. And then all of a sudden they just left and nothing about that. So kind of what would happen is you could sign contracts with these companies and then th- education, secondary education would be a part of their training. So they would like subcontract with other institutions or large enough companies, like let's say Google or something, they would have their own campuses where they would teach you uh, and all the skills you needed. And so there wouldn't be such thing as like degrees, it would just be layered certificates. And so you would, let's say if you knew nothing, but you were really good, you had, you demonstrated that you were capable of computer engineering, you could go to Google and take like certificates basically get paid to get trained for two years and then part of this contract would say like it would break down like this is the cost of your education this is the cost of your housing if that was a part of it this is the cost of whatever so that extrapolated over like two or three years something like that you have to work for this company after that three-year mark you're good you don't owe us any money if you get fired or you leave you owe us money it's you were breaking a contract and so with that, it removes the, the danger of companies hiring people and considering them like a flight risk. And so with these layered certificates, uh, if you move from one company to another, your next training might only, you might only need like an additional three certificates instead of like a huge coursework. And so with that, your contract would ref- reflect that. So it'd be like way cheaper if you were to break your contract because the other company only foot the bill for sure. very few education. And so what this does, what it kind of solves is that um, the perfect matching in theory, the perfect matching between the, uh, the need for different education, like for instance, there's a huge deficit of nurses. And so what this would do is it would provide people to be like, I know, I guarantee that if I do this course, I will have a job. There's less guesswork. And so with that, you go, you do all these courses, you get out, you're a nurse, and you work at that place for three years or whatever, and then you get out. Almost almost like a weird version of the military, in a sense. Yeah. I think it would be very difficult for most companies to like be able to afford like paying for someone's education, particularly... Um, like engineering firms or like software firms or you know anything that's like requires kind of like high level of expertise when you're kind of starting out or at least a moderate level of expertise i mean i love the idea of apprenticeships Mm -hmm. like i think that's like definitely the best way to learn anything but um and that could be incorporated because you're not going to take an online module on blacksmithing you right. got to go to someone else. You just got to start doing that. That's the best way to learn. You start working. You start making mistakes. Yeah. You start making money. 
uh, and you really find out what works and how to best do things uh, on your own terms. And I, I think it's just the most efficient way. Yeah, but you also brought up um, like computer engineering and how that would be super expensive. I'm taking a free thing. It's an app uh, learning Python. And at the end of doing Python, I get a certificate saying like, hey, I'm, I know a little bit about Python. So I definitely think the costs for that would be very minimal. Basically, it would be the time because that's another sunk cost is that when you go to college, that time in college, you're not making money. And so that's another thing that these companies would do is like, hey, you, you just chill. You do these modules. You show that you know how to program, but you get paid. But obviously, everything you get paid is like a part of that contract. Work. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you would have to. So I like that a lot. I think you'd have to like incorporate the, like where the like the apprentice is. You know what we can call it um, is uh, doing work. They're like mm-hmm. actually working. So if you're working for Google, you are doing something for Google. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of just like on top. Like you know, you go home, you do your homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get paid for the day or however many hours you work, and you go home, you do the modules, do whatever you need to do. And they kind of like progress you through that. I, I like that a lot. I think one thing to keep in mind though is that uh, a lot of corporate entities already kind of do this and have their own internal structures with their own certificates and their own trainings and courses and things of that nature to the point almost where it's like if you got a job in many places, like it doesn't even really matter what you know already. It's how competent are you? How quickly can you learn and do what we already do and fit the mold that we're looking for? Mm. Which is kind of how I would envision that becoming anyway, because there's already like a vested interest in you know corporate interests of like the things that they're trying to do, what's on their agenda, and I feel like also um, there's a lot of uh, opportunities for uh, research and development and things like that that. Like, for example, you look at, like, Cal Berkeley or UCLA or other, you know, schools that have really added to the depth of knowledge that we have for no other sake than that was their stated mission as a university of, like, we're going to continue to do this kind of thing. So I think that a lot of times that gets kind of lost when everything becomes worried about how we're going to pay for this, what this is going to mean and all that. Honestly, I think the truth is that education is a lot cheaper than what we estimate. And that educating people with a good education and in real subjects, chemistry, advanced mathematics, um, is not as expensive as we are led to believe. Exactly. I, I want to do a whole podcast at a later time on healthcare. That's actually kind of like the next subject that I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. About. That's, but yeah. To briefly touch on it, in like for instance, France. Uh, France has like a really good healthcare model based, uh, like, uh, compared to the U.S. Well, I mean, like most countries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so I, I saw this thing where this person was saying, "Well, in France, uh, the doctors out like once they graduate, they make less money." Uh, but then again, the college, like it, it's a whole systemic thing. You have to work on the the entire system from start to stop. And so in France, the schooling is cheaper. And because of that, when doctors get out, they don't have that debt. Like a lot of times that's not factored into comparing incomes, that debt that's every month eating out of their uh, paycheck for like, however long like that you have to take it's a big reason that that. motivates doctors to be like okay well am i going to do this practice that's you know family practice or am i going to become a plastic surgeon Mm -hmm. you know 
what's going to make me more money so that I'm not swimming in debt? Exactly. So that's kind of what I'm hoping that this would do is allow kind of more stress. Like one of the reasons why people in poverty stay in poverty is because of the amount of stress. Stress at, at, well, acts, I'm stroking out as kind of a delete that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, a dense fog. And so the less stress you have, the more clarity of decision you have. Mm -hmm. And so in theory, with this system providing like more of a, uh, a sure footed route to employment and also like getting paid while you're taking your courses. And I like your idea where like the moment you can take on work for that company, you start, even if it's very simplistic, like just answering the, emails, like yeah. you, you have to like create some sort of value yeah. uh, in order to like gain an education is like, Kind of, that's how I envision, like, you know, my libertarian, like, utopia. I, I like, like that. And, but uh, at least to finish off this point, I'm hoping that with more clarity from, like, the, just the path to success, there's less guesswork. With less guesswork, there's less stress. With less stress, people are able to make just better decisions. Uh, also, to address what you're saying, I, I feel like you're not fully taking into consideration the contract idea. So in the sense that companies can't, um, like, afford the education, in theory what this would do is lower the cost of education around the board. So, like, uh, I guess around the board isn't an idiom, but uh, it's all water in the duck's back. Well, I think that that the the thing to keep in mind, though, is that the price of education as it sits is artificially inflated. Yeah. So I I personally don't think that it would take you know, an existing fund of money or some sort of company to, you know, have to say, okay, how are we going to lower these costs? I feel like what really makes a difference is that, like we're talking about gatekeeping, that amount of, okay, am I going to look at a resume and am I going to say, okay, this person has this degree and this degree. And And also from where? You're paying for the brand name. Yeah, sure, exactly. And, oh, I recognize this school name. I know Mm -hmm. what... you know, it's more of a uh, trip to the grocery store than it is an actual thorough investigation of who a person really is and what they're capable of mm-hmm. doing. I just, you know, I find that actual education, like a lot of it comes from what you go out and do yourself. Like there's so much that we can learn just from, you know, picking up an encyclopedia or going onto YouTube mm-hmm. or, you know, just doing the research on your own. Yeah, and there's a lot of skills that can be had from that. I, I think we just need to revisit what it is that that we're valuing and what it is that we require for the jobs that we have, but also what the goal of the education system in general is. Now, I personally don't think that it should be meant to be a pathway to employment. I think that that's wrong. I think the whole point of higher education is to be higher educated. To give you more knowledge and a better understanding of what it is that you even want to do. Mm-hmm. So statistics are pretty clear that like no matter what degree you get, uh, people with degrees have a higher income, even if it's just like right. a fine arts mm-hmm. degree. On average, they have a higher income just because of the education. I assume. I well, would like to take, a, there's probably a lot of factors, like probably also the upbringing that presented an environment where they could, like, without any kind of regret or hesitation, 
go into secondary education. There's also the gatekeeping element of, oh, you have a degree or higher yeah. in this higher paying mm-hmm. job. But I think that, you know, these are all things that can be addressed at the same time mm-hmm. by just, you know, having real conversations and having, you know, actually revisiting the things that we do. There's a lot of things in this country that we spend money on that we don't think about. We throw money at shit and we're just like, this is, this is what we do. This is tradition. Like the military. Like mm-hmm. college tuition, there's a lot of things that we do that is extremely wasteful. And if we don't just like taken, just because things are that way doesn't mean they have to be that way. Exactly, but taking things for granted. I like a lot of what you're saying, but also I hate to be so uh, like cynical, if you may. But sure. that's not the rules of the the world. Like the whole reason why people get degrees is to show someone else that they now know that. So in in at least my scenario. You could absolutely get secondary education, like, just for the notion of being higher educated, like, being more intelligent or, like, just knowing more things. But the whole point of certificates or degrees, whatever you want to call it, is to prove to someone else, hey, I know this. Because, also, another thing you were saying is, uh, I think you were saying something along the lines of, um, I can't quite recall i'll just listen to it and add some random stuff i'll make you sound like an idiot after mm-hmm. editing no i'm kidding awesome. but uh, it yeah, right. won't be hard make it sound like he's farting Ooh, that's a good one yeah how could you tell what direction though the audience it'd be hard for them say say excuse me oh you broke his identity Wait, i just said it no uh, don't make me <laughs> fart now delete no. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. delete delete but um there is that the issue with too many people there's too many people looking for too scarce resources so in a world with unlimited resources that would be awesome where you could go to school all that stuff and uh like just just chill like basically just learn for the sake of learning but there's too much competition which brings up another point too much competition for what exactly too much competition for the education system the way it exists currently the 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 foundations organizations the way it exists currently which brings up a great question with part of the reason why tuition costs have skyrocketed is because of that supply and demand so i i want to if you either of you know the answer to this i'm curious why more colleges don't just open up like why aren't there just swaths of colleges popping up everywhere because that would devalue their product because they are operating in a capitalistic manner with this whole thing. Their whole goal is to make money. It's not to educate people. And it's not a surprise. That's why, you know, when when I ha- say what my vision is of it, it's not a place where you can just, you know, that's, that's not what I see, basically. Is it's not a cash grab. It's to do what it's supposed to do. If I was to build a pizza shop, I'm not thinking of how can I make the most money with my pizza shop, okay? I'm building a pizza shop because I want to make some fucking pizza, okay? Mm. And that pizza's going to be good. Now, it's it's just symptomatic of the world that we live in, the economic system that we choose to participate in. And that's by trying to maximize value, buying low, selling high. This whole American culture is just, you know, it's devaluing our own humanity. And, I don't know, I mean, kind of getting off on a tangent there, but what I'm getting at is the value of an education is high, but the cost to get one is not. 
Like the actual cost. The actual yeah. cost to get the, one. The cost is to not get a high. degree, because the cost to get you're right, education, you're right, you're cost right. to learn, you're right. more or less free. Yeah, Absolutely. My point is though, is that there's such a wide chasm between the haves and have nots right now, currently, and a lot of that has to do with money. But that doesn't mean that somebody who's very poor and hasn't been to college can't be just as knowledgeable or more knowledgeable than somebody who has. Because that knowledge and research exists outside of the university system. Unfortunately, university, the university system, is the leading um, source of accreditation. uh, And that's kind of the the linchpin there is not education, but accreditation. Mm, Exactly. If we... If, you know, if we could legally open that up to people and say, hey, if you feel like you have this knowledge and you want to take this test and get accredited, excuse me. So I don't know if there are laws that do state that, like, a doctor must be, like, certified and such and such. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there is. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, would, I would expect there is. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I would be, I think it would be much uh, more efficient to have these apprenticeship programs or instead of like going through like eight years or whatever of med school uh, and doing just, you know, occasional like dissections, actually like working in a hospital and learning from a doctor like that. You maybe like he maybe has one or two or three pupils who they will replace. And I, you know, you could do through the contract that they gain this education. Um, it's residency. Yeah. Yeah. So there is residency, but like, um, I don't know. I think it's just the the college system, like, just the way it's structured right now, it's a very, like, inefficient, like... um, It's broken. Yeah. Yeah, it's... There's way way too many hoops to jump to get to these things that you want. And it's not for everyone. That's the thing that we have to remember is higher education, going to college, even getting a degree is not for everybody. It's not something that we ha- we should be pushing on every student that's in high school yeah. or every student that we're giving a public education. We need to be giving them more options to be able to do jobs that are required. And, you know, we could be giving them skills for these jobs way quicker. And I guess that leads to uh, another part, if you guys are game for talking about uh, the primary education or initial education, grades 1 through 12. Yeah. And that's a hard break. Uh, turns out I don't love editing podcasts that are uh, around an hour long, so I'm chopping this up. Uh, stay tuned if you want. Next week I'll probably be posting the second part of this. We did get a little sidetracked. More people came home, and uh, I don't have a studio set up yet. If anyone would like to donate, I am accepting donations. I guess I also don't have anything set up to accept donations yet, so if you find me on the street, I am accepting donations. Just run up to me, hand me money, and the first thing I'll spend it on is probably a studio. And on that note, thanks for listening. This has been Epsilon Reporting. Good night and good luck.